Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. This is a time when we get an opportunity to look at the world we're in. Maybe focus on one little thing and reframe it. Find the gift in it. Find the good stuff in it. Because it was the belief at the start of this podcast, which is nearing its 150th episode, that life can be this good. We just have to look at it and find it and look for the light in it, the illumination in it. And one of the hardest things to do when you talk about a gift and you talk about illumination is when you look at someone who has died before their time. And this is about a very particular individual I got to meet as a young boy. There was an untimely death, which I'll share with you. But it's it's the gift of his life, and it's the remarkable family that are part of him, and he is part of them that I celebrate. This is the story of Tani Goodman. And Tani was the son of two dear friends, Jerry and Maggie, who live in Jerusalem, come from the United States, made Aliyah, built a life there, raised their children there, and are remarkable people. This is about their son, Tani, who was born on November 20th, 1984, in Hadassah Hospital in Jerusalem. And as his parents write, he, he was welcomed into the world by them. They were both 37 at the time, and by his sisters and brothers, Devorah, uh, Micha, Yael, and Avichai. So... Here was this youngster born in blonde-haired, blue-eyed Tani, followed his brother Avachai in both the way he looked, just such a sweet face and temperament. His first nursery school uh, was across the street from their family home on Emil Zola Street, which is uh, in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, when he was all of two years old. Later, he went to pre-kindergarten, Gan Ruti, and then he was in Gan Hasida. Many made many friends at the time. Um, he went to primary school where he would do the school plays and together with some of his dear friends, um, he took part in activities as any child does. Um, he was musical. He studied to play the flute with a with uh, at that time a new immigrant concert flautist Dimitri and Tani got his first taste of performing for an audience at Dimitri's recitals and um, Tani made up for everything as they like to say if he lacked it in skill he made up for it in personality and uh, he joined a group of uh, scouts when he was in fourth grade uh he loved many of his friends um, in his uh, in 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 that group, and uh, in 
went to scouts camps and represented the religious scouts at an all-city forum in the summer of 2001. And there is a website, uh, tawnygoodman.org, that I'll direct you to for those interested. Uh, It'll tell the story about when he graduated from primary school. He and his friends attended Himmelfarb Junior High School. They made many friends. They all all city basketball team together. Um, And he would go on to play for that team for several years. Um, And... Then he went to Hartman High School, and his older brothers had learned in the Hart at Hartman, and had acquired and succeeded an excellent religious and academic education there. Um, that place it was is not easy to get into, um, but the family was very gratified that uh, the Hartman principal gave Tani the chance to prove himself scholastically. Um, he would continue not only playing basketball, um, also for the, his scouts basketball team. Uh, and Tani was in the ninth grade when his team got to the Jerusalem City Finals. That was back in 1999. And um, he, he, he just developed. Um, the last championship he played in was December 2001. Uh he was a senior in high school. They lost. Um, while he was busy attending a Bronfman seminar in the United States. Uh, and he became a very serious student during his high school years. And with the help of his brother, Micha, we would pronounce it Micah in English. In Hebrew, it's Micha. Tani became a student at a yeshiva after school hours, learning Jewish philosophy, religion, was named the Hartman Student of the Year at the end of the 11th grade. So phenomenal, right? And and you're every kid, and, and just the most gratified smile whenever I sat at their table, just uh, his face lit up the room. Um, and he would go on to join uh, another scouts group. He would... Um, he chose, uh, when he became part of Amitai Bronfman, uh, it's a project that shows a small number of pre-12th graders on the basis of character and intellectual interests and special talents, leadership qualities. And the young leaders uh, from all over Israel, United States, Canada, were given many workshops and so forth. And uh, Tani's life was enhanced through these experiences with the program. Uh, and also by deep friendships that he made with the group both in Israel and North America. And in September 2001, Tani and his Hartman senior class went to Poland to witness the destroyed Jewish communities of Europe in the concentration camps. And it was a significant event in Tani's life, and he wrote about it in his diary. Um, and then when he returned the winter seminar of the Bromfin Fellows in New York and Washington, D.C., joined his classmates for the yearly 12th grade trip to the Negev in Israel. And it was, Tani spent the last week of January 2002, um, part of a pre-army group of scouts, uh, and they were uh, spending a weekend in the Hebron Hills, 
and he traveled to the yeshiva of Male Gilboa, which is north of Israel, where he stayed over Shabbat. And that Saturday evening, very sadly, he was caught in the electric gate of the entrance to the community, and he was mortally wounded. He was taken to Hayamek Hospital of Afu Israel. He spent five days fighting for his life, joined by many dearest friends who came to him and came to be with the family. And the doctors pronounced Tani brain dead on Thursday, February 7, 2002. Immediately, his family decided to donate his organs for transplant, and today four individuals are alive, and another two have the gift of sight thanks to that decision. Now, I'm sharing this with you today, just a little taste of Tani to reflect on a life that was cut so short, so sadly short, so tragically short, and yet that continues to give to this day. Both with the gift, the physical gift of transplantation that took place, but the gift of Tani who touched the lives of so many while he was living and continues to do so. They created the Tani Run. And in Jerusalem, um, they run an annual event uh, in the hills of Jerusalem. Uh, for It's called the Tani Way. Uh, and it's called the Tani Run. And it really is uh, a remarkable thing. Thousands and thousands gather and run this race celebrating his memory and his love of nature and the opportunity to be alive. And what I want to say about it this week is that we sometimes hear a story about someone like Tani, and there's no story just like his, but there are other stories of young people. I've, uh, I've shared a couple over the course of the last couple of years on this podcast, whose, if you reframe and look at their life, not just at their death, but at their life and what gifts they gave and what gifts they continue to give. You understand that life continues to touch you after the physical body is not here. And Tani's spirit, his infectious laughter, touches people who knew him, but his spirit for life touches people who run in the race that is named for him and all who read about him. So again, I direct you to Tani Goodman, T-A-N-I-G-O-O-D-M-A-N dot org. You'll read about Tani. Uh, you'll see maybe some of his writings. You'll see some of the pictures of him and his family. And uh, perhaps be inspired in your own way. Be touched by Tani and those like Tani who give us, whether in length of years or in shortness of years, an infectious gift for life. We say in Judaism, l'chaim, to life, 
gives it a different meaning when you think of someone like Tani and the life he led and the life he continues to live by those who know about him and hear about him and are touched by him through his family, through his friends, through his website. Perhaps you have someone in your circle or an acquaintance or someone you've heard of Here's, I'm going to tell you something that Mrs. Jihan Sadat said, and I talked about her in a prior podcast, when she and I met at a party above Los Angeles one night, and she told me the story of her husband, Anwar, and told me a story that touched my life. I never thought I'd be meeting the former first lady of Egypt. But she told me a story about his life that touched me. I hope that Tawny's life similarly touches you because each of the stories is about affirmation. Each is about, ultimately, not about the death, but about the gifts of life that meant so much, both to the Goodman family, but to all of those touched by his story and by those touched by other stories of those who've been part of life and left gifts here for us to continue to open. When we hear a story, tell a story. As Mrs. Sadat said, please tell, tell the story so others can be touched, so others will know. Well, that is true for Tani Goodman. I tell his story, just a taste of Tani, in order for you to go learn more about him and those like him whose life may have been short, but whose gifts are numerous. They continue to give life. L'chaim to each and every one. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this is all that matters. <laughs>